Hey, this is More Than Velocity. This is Jordan Oseguera, and as always, we have Ryan Croton. Bart is out today, but we have uh, some guests on today. We have Tim Collins and Matthew DeMarte. Uh, DeMarte, we were uh, together with the Angels for a couple seasons there. Uh, you came on your first year was an intern, obviously really good with the analytics, SQL, programming, doing a bunch of stuff like that. And together, you guys created a company called Vaulted Baseball. So you're kind of taking the analytics side of it. Tim is taking the obvious, you know, high amount of big league experience time with that. And anybody who doesn't know who Tim is, go look him up. A pretty cool career, uh, pretty pretty awesome little journey there. And whenever you have somebody who's got time in the big leagues, it's important to try to pick that brain and get some information out of them as best you can. So, um, if you don't mind, just start off with Tim. If you if any anything I left out there on the on the plot, if you don't mind, kind of filling in those gaps. Sure. Uh, just a basic introduction to myself. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, I've got 14 years of professional playing time. Um, I spent six and a half years at the big league level uh, with a few different teams, most notably, no, notably uh, Kansas City Royals. Um, won a World Series with them in 2015 uh, and then finished up my career with uh, Colorado in 2020. Um, and since then, I've been transitioning and got hooked up with Matthew. And now we are trying to um, make the baseball world a little bit better. Awesome. Matt, if you don't mind uh, giving a quick, just, just capsule summary. Yeah, for sure. I also do want to add, we do have a third team member. That is Dan yes. Straley, who is uh, still playing in the KBO. So it's about one or two in the morning there for him. <laughs> but uh, yes, for everyone who doesn't know me, I'm Matthew DeMarty. I am a data scientist. I worked with Jordan and Croce with the Angels, where I wore a bunch of different hats, but ultimately settled on being a data scientist with the focus in the clubhouse. I spent a year building the R&D department for the Lotte Giants in the KBO. And it was there that, you know, kind of got inspired to start the idea of how can we truly build down an analytics department that is really for the player. And that is ultimately what this vision is. Vaulted Baseball's professional baseball's player-centric analytics department. And, and that's where I see a lot of similarities because obviously – uh, arm care, as everyone knows, who's watched the podcast, who's used the product, is very player centered. It's designed to be run by the player. It's designed to be understood by the player, and we try to boil things down to this very simple aspect of going: what is actionable, and what can I do today to ensure that I'm making my progress. And that is, in a sense, what you guys are doing as well. Is you're taking this analytics data and you're saying, what is actionable, and how can I attack a hitter, or you know, how can I address my next. Based on my previous outing and all this information, how can I address my next five-day or seven-day rotation? Um, is there anything you wanted to add in on that, Ryan, or leave anything out? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of nailed the first discussion point is, you know, in baseball, we, we generally coaches and analytics departments and, uh, you know, staff members, that we, we generally have to guide players. And, you know, in this world with the access of information – um, it's really important for us to, to allow our players to have some autonomy and to actually take their careers in their own hands at times. Um, I see that a lot, you know, especially players that are misguided in the off season and they can't evaluate, um, what they're supposed to do or a coach is constantly giving them programs and the athlete's schedule with their private place where they're coaching or training, it doesn't match up, you know, and I, I think the first topic is to talk about, you know, at least this, this, and we got Tim as a player, 
you know, the ability now, you know, how baseball looks now that, you know, obviously the vaulted baseball um, that athletes can go in and they can do a lot of their own game planning, you know, with ours, you had to wait for a medical staff member or a strength staff member to evaluate you to create an individualized program, you know, which is slow. And, you mm-hmm. know, you're managing a lot of athletes. So people get lost through the cracks. So, you know, I think, you know, with Tim being on here, man, like, you know, just kind of talk about what that could mean for you as a player and, and literally how that worked for you. You had to do some of that stuff yourself. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly played in a time where um, at the very beginning of my career, there wasn't a ton of um, analytics going on. I mean, clearly there were scouting reports and we would get information on uh, on the opposing team, but it was all very generalized. It was very basic. So it was not a ton of information to um, to take in. And I, I think I think baseball as a whole is kind of just evolving in that direction. Like you you've mentioned that there just wasn't it was just such a slow process for for guys to be to be analyzed, to be uh, to be looked at and and to have a a specific program that's built for them, whether it's with training, whether it's with throwing, whether it's on the analytics side and how they have to attack certain hitters. Now it's 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 one click away. I mean, it's, it's very, very simple for guys to, to obtain that information. Um, and that's kind of why we exist. I mean, we want to be able to afford guys the ability to go on and have all their information in front of them and, you know, how they attack specific hitters. And on top of that, it's, we want it to be sort of an educational experience for these guys as well, because we want them to not only be super successful in their careers, but we want them to be able to go in there on a daily basis and say, okay, I'm looking at this. I know exactly what I need to do. And so I feel like that's, that's kind of a big reason why we exist. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I think of myself, I'm kind of making an analogy to how I read uh, scientific articles. Like I generally don't care about the background and significance that long introduction. I go right to the method section. how they do the testing? What are the results and the conclusion? And you know, I try to think of myself as a player, you know, in an analogy with this report is how much of the the BS I don't want, you know, this kind of like tying it back to our app, you know, we cut out all the fat of things that you don't need, you know, and, and really narrowed in. Here's our top level three important metrics. Here's the background layers. Here's the trend analysis to allow people to have a staging of what they look at. I mean... You know, Demarty, I'm kind of I'll, I'll I'll go over to you, you know, as far as like, you know, creating reports <clears throat> on a daily basis, and a lot of information, you know, probably most of that was for our player development approaches. Right. And in like <clears throat> the players. Who knows how the communication of that information happened or what they wanted to absorb? Yeah. For sure. So um, I thought I think you brought up a lot of really good points there, and it ties into some of the general philosophies that we tried to make very apparent with our website and what we've been communicating with players is that there's a ton of information out there in regards to baseball data, whether it's you know going on public facing websites on the team side, that there's so much information that you can get presented with 
if you aren't someone who comes from a quantitative background or plays in an organization that really does an excellent job of providing education on what matters, it can be really overwhelming and it can be very unclear to you in terms of what information you should really be focusing on. So when we built our web application, we built it with a focus on only providing predictive information. And what I mean by that is really the purpose of all this data that we've collected in the world is to do a better job of understanding it and do a better job of predicting the future. So we've essentially set up our infrastructure to take into account all of these predictive models and all of these projections and really dumb it down in a way that is very easy to take digestible and actionable insights that you can take onto the mound and onto the field to be a better player. And at the same time, you can understand what you're looking at. So if you're being presented with a metric or a tool that you may not fully understand how to utilize it, there's educational resources built into our infrastructure to help you understand that. And then you have a team of people to help you where I think you were getting into this on the organizational side of things where bureaucracy and also the constant changing of analytics departments, the constant changing of leadership, the constant changing of players means mm -hmm. that there's always this constant change in communication. And it's not necessarily consistent what players are hearing from organization to organization, or even from year to year and month to month within their organization because of who they may be communicating with or whatnot. So we just really want to do a, an excellent job of providing players with consistent, clear messaging of predictive information that helps them improve their on-field results. Yeah, real, real quick on that, just on the on the change within organizations is, you know, we we obviously have have UConn on on the arm care system, and UConn is is they have the longest tenured coaching staff at any Division One. I, I want to say that coaching staff has been together for eleven years, Ryan. Twelve years is twelve years. Say. That's really not that long when it comes down to it. That's like, you know, you're not even three full graduating classes through of guys <laughs> who have run through that coaching program. So it's like, yeah, that's the most tenured together staff that there is. If you're together for 12 years at the professional level, an organization has zero change. That's not heard of. That doesn't happen. That's not the reality of what goes on. So it's so important that people know how to take care of themselves. And that's where at the foundation level of everything, obviously, Ryan and myself are very big on arm strength. Um, the arm care stuff, you need to know how to take care of yourself. And then the analytics side of it is, you know, I had some players go from the angels to other organizations. And then over the last year, since I've been with arm care, they've reached out and said, my organization saying a, B and C, I don't know what that means. What does this mean? So then I've had to go through, dig through some of the data that they send me and go, okay, this is what they're trying to tell you. And they go, okay, I don't understand that. So Every player is going to hear something different. And if you get traded or if your front office changes, it's now going to be conveyed in a new manner because, you know, we want to say, you know, the sky is blue, but they're like, no, the sky is light blue. It's like, okay, well, it, <laughs> either way, it's still blue. So long as the player understands, it doesn't really matter. So we For want sure. to make sure that everyone's saying it the same way. And that's where it's so important to have that ownership of your own data and your own career. And that's where I see a very large connection between these two groups is you guys are holding the competitive data and we're holding the preparation data. And that's where mm -hmm. the combining of those two things really helps you understand. It's like you need to prepare, compete, and repair so you can go out there and consistently put up good data. So data is how you're going to be evaluated. Data is how you're going to be paid. But if you're not able to get on the field and do those things, then you can't get paid at the end of the day. So taking that uh, kind of into your own hands, wrangling it in, holding it tight, 
and obviously taking that information that you guys give and going more in depth. And you use the word dumbing it down. And I had this conversation with Ryan. It's not dumbing stuff down. Being able to phrase things in a way that the player understands is meeting someone at where they're wanting to communicate. So now they understand and that player's now become brighter and you've become smarter and also in a way to, to relay information in a new manner. Most organizations aren't doing that. Most organizations are saying, if the player doesn't understand the term hop on the fastball, then like, well, this player is just an idiot. It's like, well, he understands ride or <laughs> jumping fastball. It's like, we well, can't say jump. It has to be hop. So right. you guys do a great job of taking what that information is and going, no, this is our customer and we're going to make sure they understand. We're going to give them the resources to do that. Um, if you don't mind going a little more on that of just kind of individualizing it, what, what do you guys do necessarily for that uh, to really help the players understand? Yeah, for sure. So I think that can be seen in a few of the services and tools that we provide within the website. Like one of them being personalized heat maps for every single pitcher, which is based on their pitch characteristics, their past performance, batter pass performance. So for every single game and every single series, you can go in and have a very direct game planning tool that is, where do I use my pitches against every hitter? And then in addition to that, the rest of the web application, whether it be your game reviews, being able to review your performance over time and other tools that we have, it's very targeted to you. So you pull up the web application and it just goes specifically to your information. You don't need to like, you don't need to shift, sift through other players. Um, you don't need to try to find, say, okay, where do I fit into this? And also in addition to that, I think one of the tools we've built that's really cool is something that allows you to compare your fastball to other pitchers. And the tool is set up from there where it allows you to go down a rabbit hole where you can compare yourself to similar pitchers pitchers, excuse me, and be able to learn from them. So it's essentially just thinking about building the infrastructure to be very direct where the pitchers can get information on themselves. I've heard Tim tell a story all the time about um, during his playing days where he was receiving information about a specific hitter's ability to hit curveballs. And Tim's curveball was a lot different than the average left-handed curveball. Um, mm -hmm. So the information that he was being provided wasn't necessarily being adjusted for Tim's specific skill set. It's really just providing information that, you know, there's also that context relative to league average and how people perform against an average, but also figuring out how to include for someone's specific skill set and really targeting that. So it's like, hey, you're out there on the mound and Mike Trout's at the plate. How can you get Mike Trout out? Which is very, very difficult to do. We just tried to think a lot about how you can do a little bit better job of doing that. So you don't just do the standard hard end soft away? No, <laughs> we don't. We don't just do the standard hard end soft away. It's all, I mean, yeah, we can use like those fancy buzzwords of like machine learning, predictive modeling and all that. But it's really just trying to think about a way to solve the problem of using your specific skill set to figure out the best way for you to be a better player. Awesome. And I know we're, we're going a little bit off topic of what we were talking about, but speaking of hard and soft away, I know that was kind of the general scouting report you were getting when you were first coming up, Tim. Oh, um, gosh, yeah. How has things <laughs> drastically changed? And for guys who are listening where I'm like hard and soft away, you know, they would always go through these scouting reports and they're just like, you know, they're going through, hey, here's the one through nine. Here's the guys on the bench. Everybody's hard and soft away, but don't throw them anything because they're all Superman at the end of the day. So just don't make any mistakes because everybody's going to hit a home. And it's just like, well, what do you do? Um, so if you don't mind kind of going in, like how has, has, has game planning changed from when you first got to the big leagues to where it is now? 
I, I mean, clearly it's changed drastically. Um, I guess I could give you a little bit of insight onto what my day would be like as far as uh, going into a series. Um, Matthew kind of uh, briefly described it, and, and that's really what it is. It's a brief um, meeting about the opposing team and what they did in their last 40 at-bats. Um, and I'm, I've been with six or seven different teams, and everybody's doing it a little bit different, and some do it a little bit better than others. But for the most part, the teams that I've been with, it's been very, when I first started out, it was very much, here's what, uh, let's say, Prince Fielder has done his last 40 at-bats off of left-handed curveballs. Uh, he's hitting 285, so let's try to stay away from that. I'm like, I, that makes no sense to me. And this this might not be verbatim, but um, it, that always, even to this day, it, it, it irks me because there's zero context to that to that information. And for me to go out and perform to my best, to the best of my ability, that information is, is useless. Um, and it has gotten better over the years with certain teams. Um, but towards the end of my career, it kind of started to transition into um, more so, Hey, this guy's really, really good at this. He's really good at this. And he's really good at this. If he hits your strengths really well, so don't, don't throw this to this guy. And it's like, I go through a meeting and I'm like, man, Am, am I going to get in the game today? Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a hitter that I'm really good against. Um, and instead of doing that, I feel like it should have been like, hey, man, here's your strengths. Um, what do you got to do to attack this hitter to get this guy out? If you can do this, you're going to be really successful. Um, so I kind of start my career is kind of on the tail end of where analytics, I feel like, started to get much better. Um, but I just kind of, I, I left too soon. And so, uh, um, you know, that's kind of why I'm here and, you know, wanted to be part of vaulted is because the information that I was getting just was never good. And I want guys to be able to have that ability to take full advantage of their career and be able to go out there and, and dominate and let us take care of the behind the scenes. And you go out there and just execute pitches. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty well explained. Um, I don't got any follow-ups on that. But I'm sure Ryan, you got some, <laughs> some stuff to throw in there. No, I mean, it, it's, it's just good to hear that, you know, Tim, you know, there, there, there's a, there's an awareness, you know, and I'm always, I'm always so interested in what players digest, you know, cause there's, there's just so much and, and just talking to some, you know, some of them, I ask them, you know, what do you remember from your meetings? Um, <laughs> And uh, I remember talking to one player, I won't name his name, but I, I really, I love him because he's hypercritical. I always gravitate to guys that complain, okay, or have very strong opinions because I know they are, you know, they're in tune um, with what's going on. They're listening and they're having feedback that, you know, and as a, you know, being in the high performance world, you don't wear a uniform, you're a little bit safer to bitch to, you know. And uh, excuse my language, but, you know, quote unquote, that's what happens. And he would tell me, hey, the only thing I can think about is how to get to my out pitch. All this stuff, like there was some, you know, there was analytics that were telling him to throw pitches that he doesn't even, he can't even accomplish. Um, you know, there's just some some crazy stuff, like the, the way that his slider worked, like just trying to drop it on the heel of an arm side batter was just like, you know, I, I, I don't do that. Um, but 
you know, kind of whittling it down is like he knew, okay, this information, I at least understand who's aggressive and, you know, whatever, but, you know, whittling it down to his out pitch. And I just think it's, it's so great when, you know, these players uh, take command. Now I used to sit in the bullpen. So when I was, you know, with the angels, most, most people in, in the strength and conditioning world, they would be underground. Um, you know, you're planning on what athletes are going to be doing after games and training for me. Um, we had a lot of reliever injuries. And, and one of the things was like the preparation, you know, like you, the guys sitting around, you know, two and a half hours, not doing anything They might get up to go to the bathroom. Um, uh, but I really found how interesting it was, how unfocused. And I don't know if that was really just, uh, you know, to keep the nerves down, you know, talking about like fishing and like, it, you know, it's fun. The bullpen, there's a lot of fun conversation. And then all of a sudden phone rings, everybody's whoop, especially if you don't know your role. Right. And we had multi, like it was any guy at any time. It was kind of crazy for him. Um, but I remember sitting beside a guy and, you know, they had iPads, I guess, that you could watch, you know, your, you know, your interaction with batters. Like, you know, he knows who he's facing. The iPad's right there. It's so funny. They wouldn't even look at it, you know? So it's just, it, it's, it's just so interesting, the dynamics of how people relate with data. Um, you know, and I, I like that uh, especially to, you know, colors. And I, you know, I kind of just kind of sifted through, we had this, you know, ability to look at, at, at vaulted baseball and thing with us is like identifying players and how they respond to colors. You know, red is a very aggressive color. It sticks in your mind. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, blue is something like, you know, we always look at like bad, right. And it's so interesting that there were a few players that said, you know, if my hot zone for me being pitcher was red and, you know, rather than focusing on blue, um, it would be received a little more. I mean, I don't know. I want to ask like Tim, what's the, like, what's the worst scouting report you ever received? Why was it bad? I think that's a good question. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, kind of same thing that I have already spoke on. I mean, every, it seemed like every scouting report meeting it was about it was generalizing left-handed pitchers against this this batter mm -hmm. what has this guy done against left-handed hitters over the last 40 plate appearances mm -hmm. when you look at it i mean 40 plate appearances is nothing i mean that's that's such a small sample of what this guy is capable i mean he might go through a good shot I mean, there's so much uh variability within 40 plate appearances it just doesn't make sense to me that i'm gonna live and die by what this guy's done over the last 40 plate appearances against every single left-handed hitter mm -hmm. in major league baseball it just doesn't make sense to me and so to me that's 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 probably the worst scouting reports i've ever got it was them telling me uh what this guy's hitting off of left-handed curveballs or what this guy's hitting off of left-handed fastballs I'm like i really don't care I know mm -hmm. what I'm good at. Uh, and at this point I didn't, you know, I knew my fastball was good up in the zone. I knew I could throw my curveball to pretty much anybody and have good success with it. So I, I really didn't care about these, these scouting reports. And the more I listened to them, the more I was like, man, these are, these are dumb. Like mm -hmm. uh, this has nothing to do with me. And I, I was, I think a large part of my success in my career was I found a, a place where I can, individualize my strength program mm 
And to me, that resonated because I wanted to know that my programming was specifically tailored to me and it Mm -hmm. was going to put me in the best position to be successful strength wise, going through a Mm -hmm. season, being healthy. And I, I, I sit back and I analyze my career quite often. I'm sure everybody does. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest issues with, in my career was there, the individualization of other stuff other than strength and conditioning was just not there. And so if I look back and I said, man, if I had a program uh, while I'm game planning to say, this is what I've got to do to this guy. This is, this is how good my stuff, this is, this is where I need to throw this pitch to this specific hitter very much. So like, this is why I'm doing trap bar deadlifts, or this is why I'm doing front squats and not back squats or, you know, there's individualization puts you in a better position to be more successful. When you start generalizing things, you're putting everybody into the same group. And that just doesn't breed success, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know we're coming up on time. And Jordan, I'm going to give you a little opportunity to talk. But we have like my heuristics, simple phrases for people to commit to mind is, you know, generalization equals hospitalization when it comes to not only training, but I think also the throwing programs, making everybody do the same, not understanding their fatigue levels, you know, they don't auto-regulate very well, especially younger players, auto-regulation for people don't know that means is like knowing your body, knowing what you can do that day and being able to pivot, you know, young athletes can't do that. Um, And then individualization equals optimization. So knowing, you know, and really having the factors to know when an athlete is moving optimally and performing optimally. I mean, that's what Jordan did for, for us is, you know, he was, he was scouring strength data, you know, for the angels organization, he was scouring 3d motion. This guy digitized, I know I've talked on multiple podcasts, but digitized 20,000 data points, looking at players, um, um, to at least understand changes in position and posture so that we could go in and say, Hey, this, this, and we individualized this individualized program is not optimizing this athlete. He's got way too much glove glove side lean. Okay. He's becoming too much contralateral. So all of a sudden it's like, we, we build it in. We're like, okay, well, we need now to do a little bit more unbalanced training to get his core stability back in the front of plane. Like those things, you know, were, were so essential, you know, and, and to me, like that is, you know, for this podcast, a real drive home message is that we need to get to individualize player development and injury prevention. We cannot have everybody do the same thing. There's going to be a lack of preparation, and there will also be a little resentment being treated the same as everybody else. So, Jordan, I'll flip it to you, buddy. That's my last words. Yeah, like like Ryan said, we're running out of time, obviously, but for me, what I've always noticed is no matter what it is you're doing, if you're in, if you're not individualizing it, you're just painting with broad strokes generalizations, you're going to hit the bullseye about 50% of the time for success. That's not really a very good ratio. You need to be successful more than 50% of the time. If you're really, really good at it, you might be hitting the bullseye with 60% of your player base, but there's still 40% that are either staying the same or getting worse or getting very poor information. And it's just not a good outcome. So we need to individualize. And obviously you guys provide that opportunity for custom heat maps for custom information based on what they've done. And we provide that custom information 
for you know all your arm strength data, how you're recovering, how you're handling pitch volumes. And to me, that's a very good combination on that. So real quick, tell us where we can find you guys at. We're starting to wrap this up. Where would they go to find you? I know you're kind of targeted more towards the major league audience, which is a pretty good um, you know, listener base of what it is we have. So where can they go find you? Yeah. So um, our website is vaultedbaseball.com. And if you want to shoot us an email, you can shoot us an email at vaultedbaseball at gmail.com. Um, or if anyone, you know, since our, since two of our three team members are former major league players, if you know Tim Collins or know Dan Straley, you can easily just reach out to them personally. But if you don't, please send us an email at vaultedbaseball at gmail.com. And if you're not a major league baseball player and you do want to get ahead with your information and build better data systems, we are here to help you too. Obviously, like you mentioned, the product we've built is targeted towards major league players just because there's more information and we feel like there's more that we can do. And it's not really something we're able to get into here, but we wanna help everyone get more actionable insights out of their data. And so, yeah, we want to be that department for the entire baseball community. And yeah, thank you, Jordan and Ryan for having us on. Yeah, thank you guys. Um, I think Matthew nailed it. Um, we are in the business of getting guys as many outs as possible in the big leagues. So. Um, I think we are um, the best uh, in the business to do it. And we just, uh, thanks for having us. Awesome. We, we look forward to having you guys on again. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.